What is going on, high performers, and welcome to another episode of the Consistency Wins Podcast. Going to let you get right into the episode with our good friend, Ryan Wilson. If you like sales, you're going to like this one. Enjoy the episode. Ryan Wilson, what's up, brother? What is up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. What are you up to today? Nothing. I just uh, closed a bunch of deals, had a great day, and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Love that. Closing a bunch of deals. Talk a little bit about that. Unpack that. Yeah, man. So um, essentially, I am big in the fitness space. I had my own fitness business, and I kind of exited that a little bit to more so focus on helping other big-time fitness business owners scale their business. And my specialty is high ticket sales. So walk me through a call. Walk me through the, actually the entire process. The entire process. So like lead to, to coming in. I, I want to I learn about the funnels and how they generate and then when it gets to you. And yeah, what so your what calls we really do, going. most of the people that I work with, uh, we have a, we're doing two things, one of two things. So we're going to either have Facebook, YouTube, whatever it's called, ads. And then, uh, or we would have a VA that's going to book the call. So a virtual assistant from the Philippines is going to book the call. It gets on the Calendly. It gets on the Acuity scheduling link. Then we have the call. We get on with them, do a set call. A set call is essentially when you uh, qualify the prospect, discover a little bit about them, see what's going on with them, if they'd actually be a good fit. At the end of that call, you charge them a fee, which is normally $97, to qualify themselves to be serious and then to get on the close call. And um, that's, and then from there, you sell them anywhere from a thousand to $5,000 fitness based service. And it's just really cool, man, because I like to communicate with people and figure out what their pain points are. And like at the end of the day, I love it because I like communicating with people, I like building relationships, but I also like providing a massive amount of value. And when, when you sell fitness, you're literally changing fucking lives. Like it's awesome. Right. That's, I love that's that. All, that's awesome. And so I want to, I want to pause this for a sec. I want to go, I want to jump back because, because Antonio knows your story, knows you really, really well. I, I met you last night kind of at a very, at a basic surface level, but how, how did you get to where you are right now? Like what, what's your timeline look like before all this? Yeah. Yeah. I could not have done a shittier job introducing Ryan. Sorry guys. Um, yeah, man. So really, really long story. I'll give you guys the really short version. So essentially um, had a pr- pretty great upbringing, like come from a good family, all that good stuff. But ever since a kid, I struggled with ADD and then it kind of snowballed into depression, things like that. So since I was a young kid, I was on a lot of medication. Age 10, I was popping three, four, five pills a day and didn't really know anything different. So um, that went on for 10 years and then, or call it eight years, I guess. And then around high school, things started to get bad because I'd incorporate drinking and things like that. And from there, uh, things got really bad. So I, I got into drugs, other things like that. And um, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, you know, the old like getting, getting together with friends, going to smoke blunts in the car, whatever the case may be. But it was like really bad. So I was, you know, I had, I was on these pills in general in college, blacking out six, seven days a week and um, just totally lost. And I had been depressed and I had had struggled with mental health my whole life. And then I pretty much hit rock bottom, right? So around, probably I was 18 years old. Um, I had a girlfriend. We broke off for obvious reasons. Um, and she was great, but she just couldn't handle me anymore, man, because I was a mess. 
Like I was a total mess. And um, I literally like at the time, my I called my parents when I was in school. I was at school in Providence, Rhode Island. And at, at Providence College, crazy party school, a whole lot of fun, but just obviously not a good fit at the time. And I called my parents. I was like, hey, like this is uh, this is real bad. Like I'm, I was literally borderline pulling the plug on myself. You know what I mean? So like, and that's just, it's at the end of the day, it is a, like it's a disease and you're kind of born with that lack of chemicals that you need and all that kind of stuff. But uh, like I kind of brought it upon myself, man. So I just really told them the truth. I was like, yeah, I'm in a really fucking bad spot. I've hit rock bottom with everything. And uh, like, I need you guys to, to give me some support, whatever. So they picked me up. They brought me to a hospital and I was there for three days surrounded by complete psychos, to be totally honest. And, um, I, you know, I got through that process and I didn't really change much when I came out still, you know, taking, um, I mean, doing a whole bunch of drugs in general, smoking a lot, drinking a lot, combining that with the pills that I was prescribed. And then I was also selling a lot of substances in general. Um, nothing like hard, hard, but like weed and like my pills here and there, stuff like that. But, uh, it was just so bad at that point. It's probably sophomore of my second semester freshman year of college that I was like in and out of the house every week. My parents would kick me out. I'd go sleep on a friend's couch, X, Y, Z. Like I literally have no place to stay. I literally remember numerous days where I, I bought a tent and I would just pitch a tent in the, in, in the woods and it was just really fucking bad, man. So it was rock bottom. And then, uh, I, I ended up going to community college, long story short, trying to get my act together. I actually ended up getting a four Oh there. And that allowed me to transfer to Fordham University in the Bronx. So, and um, how long ago was how long ago was that when all that took place? Just that whole time frame. When uh, so right now I'm almost 24. That happened. Uh, I call it five six years ago. Wow. So, um, yeah, man. So yeah, it was like it's a really really crazy story. I could go into a whole lot more detail. I just like it, for for time purposes, I'll kind of keep it short. But mm-hmm. anyway. That's what happened. I got into Fordham, started going to Fordham and um, trying to like prove myself to my parents. Hey, like, you know, I'm, I, I can figure this shit out, whatever. And um, like, luckily enough, they were able to pay for most of it, whatever the case may be. And I got in there, started trying to go to school, always hated school, was always not a good student. I know actually, Antonio, you mentioned the other day that like you'd always skip class, all that kind of shit. Like, dude, I hated school. I had no business in school. Yeah. I fucking hated it, man. Like there was nothing. I just, saw, I just saw no value in it because you're learning from people who aren't actually doing the things Dude, you want to do. Dude, they make 40 grand a year and they're telling you how to live your life and they're not even happy with themselves. Exactly. Like I already knew that I, I made the commitment to rather one, be a professional baseball player or two, be wealthy. And there was nobody in college that could teach me that. So while exactly. there was maybe a couple classes like entrepreneurship and stuff that I would actually attend... The classes I didn't see value in, I just wouldn't go because like, what am I paying money for this? Yeah. Why would I do that? It was, man, it was, uh, the only, like, I just like the reason I did well in the community college that I went to to transfer was just because it was what my parents wanted me to do. Right. Like I knew that I literally, I had no idea what I wanted to do at the time. I had to find myself, but I found myself more so in college that sophomore year when I started playing rugby and I started getting active. So like for the first time my, in my life, besides like high school, where I would ran a little bit of cross country, play some sports, was always kind of an active kid, but like actually focused on an end goal, started lifting with the big guys, all that kind of stuff, and um, like really got into it. So I found like my quote unquote passion. So like come junior year, senior year, like all I would do all day long 
was like, read about this shit, obviously go to the gym an hour, two hours a day. But then I was still doing my thing, like going out partying, and getting with chicks, all that kind of stuff. And, um, come senior year graduation, I was like, fuck this. Like I have no business being in anything corporate America. Like, I don't want to do it. It's not for me. Can't sit in a desk. Can't even focus on anything besides something I truly love. The one thing I fucking love is fitness. Right. So I found that and I got my PT certificate right after I graduated from uh, from Fordham University, about three months after I graduated from Fordham University, something like that. And in that time too, that summer, I had actually, as my last credit of school, I was offered a essentially like a, a, a retreat where it was hiking in Spain. So it was a 200 plus mile hike in Spain over the course of 14 days. It was called the Camino de Santiago for my last three credits. And I went on it and I was like, fuck, I know exactly what I'm going to do here. And I planned my entire life, everything that I want, made a game plan, all that kind of stuff. And that's what I did. And I came back, I did 75 hard. I know you guys are familiar with that. I have literally done it numerous times since. Got my PT certificate, started working in a gym. And I was like, screw this. I don't get paid anything working in a gym. And it's no fun because all the sales tactics they're doing there is bogus. And it's like, most people don't want training and yada, yada. So like COVID came around and um, I was in a great mental spot at that point. Like I had stopped taking drugs for, I mean, stopped doing drugs, stopped taking pills for years now at this point. And um, actually probably about a year. And then um, I started my own business, online business. So I invested a whole bunch of money, pretty much everything that I had after working dominoes and slaving away, doing bullshit jobs for a while, which by the way, I hated every single job that I ever worked up until I got into this space. Every single job that I ever worked, I actually made a list um, in uh, probably about probably about 10 months ago or something like that, but I made a list. I had worked, but before I was... Up until I was 23 years old, I had about 20 different jobs. I could never keep a job. Wow. I would either leave myself, I'd get fired, whatever the case may be, and I just freaking hated it. But then I found this. I started my own business within um, within four months of launching my own business. I was making a full-time income. And I would Love advertise that. through Instagram. I grew my Instagram. I networked with everybody that I knew. I started going to events. I started like going all in on the personal development Literally just like recording myself on camera, being like, this is what I believe and like fitness, fitness, fitness and teaching people shit. And it caught on and I did that for like nine months, made a full-time income, invested a whole bunch of money in coaches, networked my ass off. And then my mentors, my second business coaches, I went out for a retreat with them and they were like, bro, you got, you got what it takes. And they're doing a couple million bucks a year in sales in their own business. And they're like, we want to hire you. So they hired me. And, um, started doing sales for them. I learned what I actually liked within the fitness business was a coaching, telling people what to do and essentially giving them guidance, but b sales because sales at the end of the day is, is taking value from one spot and bringing it to someone else. And that's exactly what I did. And I learned how to do it really well. And I learned how to communicate value and I learned how to build trust over the phone and I learned how to handle objections and I learned how to speak properly. And within a while, I was the best. I, I became very, very good at it. And I was like, I totally helped them build their company a lot. And um, I started closing a lot of like deals for other people, getting like doled out to their clients, things like that. And uh, like present day, man, like I've done 
in the last in 2022, let's I mean give you guys a future prediction. I'll do close to I mean between 1 and 2 million dollars in fitness sales in 2022. So like in the Love fitness that. industry, that's that's a lot of money because the fitness industry it, it's not like consulting and it's also not like banking or, or anything like that or Amazon type shit. So like that's a lot of money. But that's that's kind of like my backstory. Um yeah, yeah. And I love the way that you you broke down sales because a lot of people have this like negative stigma towards sales, like, oh, this guy's a sleazy salesman and he's just trying to make money. Um, but you the way you broke it down is just so beautiful. It's like you're literally communicating value to someone and you deserve to get paid a fee for that, whether it be commission or whether yeah. it be whatever money you're making, like you deserve that amount of money to be able to communicate that value to somebody. Big time. Um, and it's a skill and it's a skill that you have to continue to refine and continue to work on or else you'll lose it for sure. But it's one of the high, I, in in my opinion, especially for young people, one of the most important traits important, to learn. Mo- oh my God, man. I could talk about this all fucking day long. Like I love it because it is every single, it's the, it's the highest income skill period. Number one, but number two, it's like everybody that in everyday life, no matter what you're doing, even if it's not monetarily, you're selling yourself. You're selling yourself in relationships. You're selling yourself in business. You're selling yourself in providing whatever value that you give. If you want to go out to eat with your friend and you want to go to this place, you're selling them on why that's the freaking place you want to go out on. And it's like persuasion and like, but it's man, it's not sleazy because people that succeed and people that get what they want are able to communicate. It's, it's, it's a people based business. So if the people that provide the most value, the people that cater to what other people want the most are going to number one, make the most money. Number two, satisfy the customer the most. And and number three, just be the most successful. So at the end of the day, man, it's literally just a distribution of value. And when people can, it's such a shame, the, the stigma that it's gotten because everybody that's successful and most people that, that, that get looked up to. So we're talking like Jeff Bezos, Grant Cardone, like all those like gurus, right? Like what do they do, man? They're the best fucking salespeople in the world. They've learned how to build that customer base, do all that kind of stuff. And like, that's the name of the game. Yep. And I would agree that, you know, the three of us are, you know, we have influence, right? We, we walk into the room and people, people look a little bit differently, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the ability to master your influence with integrity love it, man. is a huge game changer, yeah. right? One of the guys that Landon and I learned from, he teaches how to go from hello to yes with integrity by mastering influence. Um, because at the end of the day, like, for example, um, I went to the airport. I, four, I flew four times this week, um, four different flights, and my bag was overweight every single time. And just by using my influence... Um, and being polite and using the techniques that I was taught, I was able to not have to pay extra just by, you know, being That's nice, awesome. being compassionate, learning how that person's day was, all that stuff and making, building more of a rapport with that person as some normal person would just be like, yeah, it's five, like I'll give you extra money or whatever that is, you know? So, you know, it, it's not just in sales. It could translate to everything, everything. in life. Everything. Man. It, it's not just a business thing. Like I said, like it's literally everything that you do and it's, it's it's such a valuable skill set, and like people need to realize that. I mean, I, I wish people would realize that. Like, 
it, it translates to every single, every single thing that you do on a day-to-day basis, man. Influence is everything and people need to communicate with people. Like we're a, we're a very communication driven species, like verbal communication. And that's what it is, man. Like it's optimizing that. And then also it's like building those connections. Every single connection that I've made is because of my ability to talk to people. Yep. Talk to people, you build connections and none of this is even monetary, man. It's literally just, we're providing value. And like you said, man, mastering influence. When I, when I tell someone, when I go on my fucking rants with my friends, or if I meet a random person on the street, they fucking listen and they listen because I have conviction and they listen because I have something valuable to say. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And John Maxwell says it the best. He's an absolute legend. Leadership is influence. It's that simple. Leadership equals influence. Um, so, so, so well said, man. Great stuff. I want to revert back to 75 hard because now the three of us have done yeah, it. Yeah, great. And it's a very popular trend now. Um, we're going to be filming the documentary soon. And I want to know your thoughts on it. You know, when you first did it after the other bunch of times, you know, what is the main thing that you've learned from it? What's the hardest task for you? Why don't you unpack that for us? Oh man, 75 hard. Guys, if you haven't done it, you got to do the program. It is absolutely game changing. I've done it three times. I've done the 75 days twice. And then I did the live hard program once. And, um, and then I actually did it once and intentionally didn't finish so that I knew I would come back sometime in the future. But, um, anyway, I would probably say that the hardest task for me was the, it was either water or the progress picture, man. Oddly enough, like once you get into it, it becomes very, it's funny because you just become a fucking machine. Like you become a machine every single day. You have to plan your day or you will fail and you will be out at 3 a.m. getting in your workout, walking, running on the street and it sucks, man. Been there. Been there. Um, But the whole thing, it's not a physical transformation program. The entire premise of 75 hard is becoming a better person. The, The people that succeed the most, the people that actually like feel the best about themselves too, have resilience and they have fortitude and they have grit and they have every single characteristic that our man Andy Frisella talks about that the program provides. That's exactly what it is. And they have accountability. You have to be held accountable to it. What I did on the program, man, which I suggest everybody should do that listens to it, post that you're doing it. If you don't follow through and you make that shit public, you will feel like an absolute loser if you back out. And that's a really powerful thing going back to influence Robert uh, Ciudani or something like that classic book. That's one of the things like we want to be consistent with what we do. And like when we make things public, it's huge. So I I would definitely say that's another one, but just absolutely game changing program. I mean, what do you guys think about it? It was uh, for, for me, it created like, I thought I had all this chaos in my life. Like I felt really unorganized all the time. um, And I just felt like I was going in 30 different directions the program forced me to stop lying to myself about how I didn't have time to do stuff because it, it forces you to, to pack in, you know, all the things you have to do to take care of business is in your life, you know, professionally or even personally, uh, it forced you to pack it in and be regimented on it almost because you, if, if it's non-negotiable and, and no compromise that you're going to get the tasks done and you're committed to it, then you have no choice but to fill your time wisely. That's what it helped me the most with. Fast forward to where I'm at now. I finished it back in back uh, in March. I started on on January 4th. After I finished in March, I've been off 75 hard now for since since that time. Tomorrow, Antonio and I are actually starting the phase one of live hard. So um, 
I'm looking forward Let's to go. just getting awesome. getting back regimented. Honestly, yeah, it's been yeah, I'm excited to see what's yep. like. The not yeah, excited like, for the cold the shower day, though. It's the cold <laughs> shower is rough, man. The cold shower is definitely rough. It made me perceive things differently. And at the end of the day, too, it's like it's like a priority program too. So like makes you realize what your real priorities are, and that certain things that you used to do are wasting your fucking time. Going yep. out and having those six beers with friends when you maybe shouldn't is wasting your time. Not working out and actually getting done that aspect of business that you needed to get done, closing that deal, reaching out to that client, building that relationship, whatever it may be, is needs to be done and you need to regiment your day in order to get it done. If you don't get it done, you're going to fail. And if you fail, you're yep. going to feel like shit. You know, uh-huh. and and Landon says it well, and and I think he quotes it from Tony Robbins. We don't have a time management problem; it's a priority management exactly. problem. Exactly. Because if I told you at three a.m., hey Ryan, we're gonna go for a run, uh, maybe your sick fucking ass would say, yeah, let's go. But most people would be like, yeah, um, you know, fuck that, I'm staying asleep. But if I told you that I had three million dollars at the at my doorstep, you'd immediately wake up, no matter what time it was, and come and come and grab that, right? So you, you do have time. It's just that it's not a priority. And I think people need to understand, like, meet yourself where you're at. It's okay that if it's not a priority for you today, but if you want to make it a priority, don't give yourself a bullshit excuse. So that was, for me, the biggest thing was understanding how much I was willing to negotiate with my non-negotiables. Yeah. Basically, I was willing to compromise my non-negotiables and you know, I was basically just making excuses for myself. And now when I'm doing 75 hard, when I'm in the thick of it and I have people around me trying to make excuses, it's just laughable, man. I can't hear that shit. Yeah. I really can't. I literally cannot hear these bullshit excuses. It, it like really pisses me off because you're like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I'm like, listen, I'm a much busier person than you work wise. And I'm doing this, this exact exactly. program. So like, don't give me that shit. Dude, I, I could not resonate more. Like, even uh, that is the most bullshit excuse in the entire world. And because like 99% of the people, 90, whatever percent of the people that I talk to, like I know they're like, Hey man, how do you fit this in your schedule? X, Y, Z. Well, you know, cause right now I'm actually training for like an Ironman race, which is like a lot of training. It's literally 15 hours a week of training. And, um, people are just like, how do you fit that in your schedule? And I'm just like, I fit it in, but like I'm working 12 hours a day. I'm training 15 hours a week. I'm reading five hours a week. Um, this is a priority thing. You're sitting over there. You're having beers with your friends. You're jerking off. You're fucking, you're not prioritizing what you need to do. You're spending time on Netflix, whatever the case is. That's your problem. That's your problem. And you put that upon other, other people. Sometimes people come at me. They're like, I don't understand, man. Like, how do you do it? And it's literally just because you don't have that internal willpower or internal ability some people to just like actually make it a true priority man and it's like it's 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 unfortunate man at the end of the day like it's really unfortunate and that's the beauty of it though is like it's okay if you don't have that willpower right now but it's not okay to just make a bullshit excuse and continue exactly to let that saying. linger on yeah yeah like, you know I, what I mean like, like, that if is you want to watch Netflix go ahead like 100 percent yeah but, like, yeah no the it, excuse is what I can't stand exactly Exactly. So that that's what I implore everyone to do 75 hard for is like, okay, understand where you're at. If you're not doing the things that you want to do and you're not doing the things that you say you're doing, this is that program for you. You need to do this shit yesterday, not today. You need to start right fucking now. Um, it's going to make you realize that you can do all these things. It just has to be a priority. It's got to be blocked out. 
and the time has to be made for it. And there is enough time in the day. Yeah. When people tell me they're busy, I get almost offended because you're like, okay, so you're just telling me that I'm not busy. Yeah. Like I'm realistically, if we look, if we compare calendars, I'm probably busier yeah, than you. I just find yeah. ways to fit it in. Exactly. It's, it's, it's really, yeah, man. Like I don't even like respond to that sometimes. It's like, man, like you're just not, you don't want it bad enough, you know? And, and it's, it, it is what it is. Like I, I'm not, uh, there's, but that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, it, it's not an excuse. It is just an excuse really. You know what I mean? And and that's the platform I come from because like I was that person at that time that didn't want it bad enough. And I realized how fucking shitty of a feeling it is to actually have the potential to do something. And because you didn't prioritize some things and decided to go hang out with your friends, smoke weed all the time and be inconsistent and not congruent with the things that you were saying, you end up getting shit out, shit out of luck. Exactly. Um, and you think that you attribute it to bad luck, but really it's because you weren't willing to prioritize things. Exactly, man. Like that is... I say that I say a lot of things with conviction and I have really, really strong beliefs on certain things like that being one of them because I've been there, man. I've been a piece of shit. I've been a horrible person. I have literally been through the trenches and I've gotten here and the adversity has made me exactly who I am. If your values don't align with your actions, you will be all screwed up. And like at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen. So, uh, dude, like we're, 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 we're on the same wavelength right here. You know, I hope that other people are getting value from this and kind of take, taking this home too. Yeah, hundred percent. And so Ryan, you've been through everything you've been through up to this point. You kind of mentioned your business world to an extent, but what does life look like for you today, uh, personally, and then, and anything else you left out professionally, like what does life look like for, for Ryan Wilson today? Um, yeah, man. So honestly, like, uh, I have a very regimented schedule in general. Like I'm pretty disciplined in what I do. I, I really, all I do is, is, is work on what I want to do. Like I have an exact vision of where I want to be in 10 years. And then, um, I would say training right now I'm training for an Ironman, which is in February. It actually got canceled because of all this COVID bullshit going on. And, um, that, so I train in 15 hours a week. I read a book a week and I've read a book a week for the past nearly two years and it's literally massively changed my life. It's completely transformed my mindset. So I'll literally like carve out an hour a day, no matter what to get in my reading or five hours a week, five hours a week total. Go ahead. And and I want to cut you off right there because it's, it's another funny thing because Ryan was actually on our book club yesterday and I thought it went well. I'd also, in in a second, I'm going to ask for your feedback on it right, right here live. Um, (laughs) But it's so funny, the amount of people I've reached out to about this book club, and they've just continuously given me some bullshit excuses. Like, oh, I read on my own, or I don't need that book club. I'm doing all these different things in life. He's like, listen, do you understand the, the people, the caliber of people that are on that call, they're prioritizing it because it is the most important place to be. Yeah. Like, there are some next level people on, the, on that book group. And just because you can't put your pride aside and be like, oh, it's a book club. I'm not going to join that book club. All right. Well, we're going to win and you're not. So it's that, it's that simple, man. I did want to get your your takeaways no, from that book club. I, I thought it was great. The good, the bad, the ugly. I could literally talk about reading all day, talk about like what I've learned in books all day long. But um, I thought it was fantastic, man. A whole a, a group of great people just getting together and discussing things out. I mean, related to the actual book, but also just outside of that. Networking is huge. You know, I, I, dude, I thought you did a great job. Thanks, man. And, and so I want to just, let's talk a little bit about 
where where are you heading in the in the micro? You know, what's the next couple months look like for you? Um, I know you're training. I know that there's there's work stuff going on. I know you said in ten years you know exactly where you want to be, but I personally know myself how you know I get stuck in the the micro, the grind, grind, grind. I look up, I'm like, okay, you know, even though I was maybe making money, I might not have got myself towards that goal because you could get, you know, you can be really, really successful financially with working sales for somebody. But at the end of the day, you're probably not focusing 100% attention on your own business or whatever you want to do. So how do you balance that? I know there really is no balance, but how do you work through that? And how are you setting yourself up to achieve your actual goals? Yeah, man. So I like to write out what I want to do on a quarterly basis every single year. So I've been doing that for like two years now. I literally make like a 90-day blueprint of exactly what I want. And then I'll come back to that couple every few weeks or so just to like make sure that aligns with exactly what I want to be, where I want to go. But I would say that the, um, as far as micro, like right now, dude, like I want to Ironman World Championships in February. Right now it's uh, September almost. So that's like definitely the micro main focus. And then um, I would say I am in the process of helping a couple businesses scale. I'd like to get them to a certain revenue goal and then um, build out my own business, my own sales consultancy and sales training type atmosphere with that, with those, you know, with those profits, with that um, success and um, get back into the, that's pretty much it for now. I would say like really micro micro. I think that's really it for now. But uh, like down the road, man, like I want to do some big things in the endurance space too. I want to do some big things in the um, personal development space, the networking space, the retreat space. So I, I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I do. I get so fired up about all this stuff, but that's just what I'm looking at right now. As far as micro, just scaling these businesses, um, making sure that there's, you know, there's food on my plate, there's food on their plate and um, really completing this race so that I can document that and eventually writing a book about it someday. So it's kind of, it's kind of where I'm at. Well, big picture, man. If you zoom out and look at everything you got going on in your life, there's a couple of things that, that are aligned or that, that are consistent. And that's just your effort and your energy to, to find the next thing. Right. And, you know, we talk a lot about consistency wins over here and that's like our big thing, obviously, as you, as I'm sure you've come to find out, but like, uh, no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish, I don't think anyone can deny the fact that consistency is probably the most crucial um, a crucial piece to get to the top of the mountain, right? So you have you have the mountains that are right ahead in front of you that are maybe gonna you're gonna climb, you know, within the the next twelve months, the next six months. You have your mountains you're gonna climb over the next thirty years. Regardless, you have to be consistent and consistently chop away. My question, to you man, what does consistency wins mean to you? Um, consistency is everything. Like you're never going to get to where you truly want to be without consistency. And like, in everything that I do, like with the training, with the reading, with the self-development, with the networking, the only reason that's been successful thus far is because I've busted my ass day in and day out. If you don't have that consistency, you don't have anything. So consistency wins means being the best version of yourself every day, always showing up, putting in that work, because guess what? That's always 100% of the time going to result in a W for you, so long as you're freaking consistent, man. That's it. I love that. I love it. And I wrote it down. The the exact thing that I believe consistency wins to, to mean to me. Consistency wins is doing the thing you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you. I love that. 
because we can easily go to a seminar or read a book or listen to a podcast and get super inspired as I'm sure you like this, this podcast was fucking heated, fired up. I don't know how 30 minutes went by already. Um, but you might want to take action today, right? And that's amazing. I hope we did inspire you to take action. But a week from now, this conversation is going to fizzle out. And I hope you revert back to it to keep that inspiration. But at the end of the day, the discipline is what's going to carry you forward. And that is consistency, right? So now the mood I'm in right now when I'm making a commitment is excited, inspired, but it is inevitable that I'm going to feel like shit. It's inevitable that I'm going to get hungry. It's inevitable that I'm going to be tired. All these things are inevitable. You can't fight them, but you have to do it anyway. And that was why the big change for me, because I was so inconsistent back in the day and I made all these commitments that I didn't follow through on. And now I'm so consistent to the point where I have to be so, so picky with the things that I commit to, excuse me, with the things that I commit to because of the fact that I know I have to follow through with them. And I do hope that everyone else here gets to that point. Obviously, you two being here, I know you guys. So obviously, you guys are there, if not better than I am. But um, everyone else listening, please drop a DM. Let us know things that we can help with or ways that you're staying consistent. There's going to be so many cool things built out to keep on growing this community. So I'm really excited about that. And Ryan's definitely going to be a part of it. We've been talking on the side about it. It's it's uh, unreal, man. It's what, what you guys are. I love what you guys are doing. I love the message. And like you mentioned consistency too, like doing what you said you were going to do, that's the discipline too, right? Like without discipline, what do we really have? How are we going to accomplish what we want to do? Because we're not always going to be motivated. The only way that we yep. can take that forward is just having that discipline, really knowing your why and just getting after it. So what you guys what you guys are doing is, is freaking awesome. Like, dude, I'm stoked that I met you out in Vegas. And uh, this is, you guys are, you guys are taking a fucking rocket ship to the moon over the course of the next few years, as far as I'm concerned, with what you guys are Let's doing. Let's go. I- Love that, man, and appreciate your support, and we're excited for you to be a part of the team. Um, just really happy that we we connected, and thank you so much for spreading some amazing value for us. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to leave us off with before we wrap this up? You guys, just go out and go out and get after it today. I mean, go do what you said you were going to do. Go put in the work to get your end goal. Know your why, and just get it going. But other than that, uh, boom. I, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I would just say if you guys want to. Reach out to me, DM me. Like my Instagram is Rye Wilson Fit. Um, I post a decent amount of stuff on there. Haven't been too active lately. I got to get back to it. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. And um, I think this is, people are going to get a lot of value from this. Absolutely, man. Rye, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to continue this journey with you. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Let's go.